Welcome everybody to the KIRP Radio Show. Another beautiful Sunday, man. Shout out to everybody out there who listens to the show. You are definitely B.I.G. in my book, and I really appreciate the love that you guys show, as usual. It's always lovely, man, to be amongst the presence of my loved ones, (laughs) as I like to say. The radio, this show is full of my loved ones, man, so... You are a loved one if you listen to this show, and uh, that's what I'm going to call you from now on. Even if you listen, you know, not to, uh, not because you love the show, even if you listen because you love to criticize, or maybe you just love to hear me make a fool of myself. I do that sometimes. But it's all good, man. I do it at your expense, and I do it for you. So shout out to everybody out there who listening to the KRP Radio Show. Uh, April 12th. 2015, I have to start doing the tags on the show because oftentimes uh, we we rerun shows um, that we felt were uh, informational shows or, or just really good shows. So we like to rerun them so people get an opportunity to hear uh, a, a full-length show or, or good show or, or maybe a show that didn't trend or wasn't so popular live. Uh, or a show that we got a lot of archive views on, we like to uh, bring them back up so people can listen to them. All right, so uh, you guys are B.I.G. in my book, 619-638-8559 is the number. Uh, you can check us out, folks, if you're on Facebook, facebook.com backslash K-I-R-P radio show. We also got Twitter tags, man, Twitter pages. Hit us up on Twitter, tag us, let us know what you think. Uh, at symbol K-I-R-P radio show, at symbol N.C. Pudgy is me. Uh, tweet us, add us as a friend, follow us, or however that goes. Uh, do what you got to do. But definitely like our Facebook page, too. We try to uh, be active on there with uh, individuals and, and, and different people. And uh, we try to keep a dialogue on there as well. So, you know, uh, we have different outlooks and, and uh, than a lot of people. You know, so we like to hear what the people think. And uh, social media is definitely a way to interact with people and uh, find out, you know, what they have going on or how they feel about different things. So uh, we try to have a presence on there. Maybe not to the extent that we should. So I definitely apologize for that. I mean, I wish that we all had all the time in the world to be able to uh, tweet a million uh, different Twitter posts or or to share every breaking topic uh, that comes on or that that happens in this this world. So, but we're not, man. Small outfit, uh, over 40, 50 million listens, uh, individual single listens and visits to the website, which is krpradioshow.com, where you can also listen to the show, thanks to uh, WM3G. And, uh, you know, we do what we can. You know, that, that's all I can tell you. We do what we can. And, uh, again, I, I never get tired of saying it, and I'm, and I'm always going to say it. But, uh, you know, I appreciate all the love that you guys show by listening to KRP and uh, following us and, and showing us some love. Um, this Sunday, 
tonight, rather, I'm going to talk about some things that are going on in this nation. Um, it's no secret on what's happening with uh, Mr. Walter Scott. Uh, the murder of of Mr. Walter Scott, veteran Walter Scott. Uh, we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to also spend probably more time on police brutality. Uh, I, I feel like, man, I, I guess I don't want to go into it right now because I'm going to I'm going to lose focus on the direction of the show, and I, and I know how I do. But I, you know. All I can tell you is that there's a lot of things going on out here and and there's a lot of hate in this world. There are a lot of people who are dying in these streets who are not even um what's the word to look for? They're not criminals. I mean we you know we expect people who are criminals to die horrible deaths, I think. Right, I, th- I think it's fair to say that. Um, I-, I think it's fair to say that if you live by the gun, you die by the gun. Right? It's 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 pretty fair to say that. I mean, we we look at the likes of people like let's go hip hop for a second because that's where folks like to go. Uh, let's talk about the likes of Tupac, Tupac Shakur, uh, a brilliant mind. Uh, musician or, or, or writer, artist, if you will, uh, a, a brilliant actor, I mean, which we've all seen, um, but a very uh, different individual. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what, let's go to our first commercial, and when I come back, we're going to get into all that. You listen to the KRP radio show. We'll be right back after these messages. It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope, force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone. Inspire you to take action. Be risky and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Jill Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, celebrity chef Nikki Shaw, teen and family producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com. How many more innocent people? How many more? How many more? What has been the number one cause of unnatural death in history? Democide, or death by government, has killed 290 million people on record. Look it up. Go look it up. In the 20th century... Government murdered four times as many people as were killed in all the international and domestic wars combined. USSR, 61,911,000 people killed. Hitler's Germany, 
Nearly 21 million people killed. Japan's imperialism. Nearly 6 million people killed. Western colonization killed over 50 million people. Pol Pot's Cambodia, funded by the U.S. government. 2 million people killed. China's Communist Party, as many as 76 million people killed between 1949 and 1987. And the list goes on and on. Demand to know why the Department of Homeland Security bought more than 1.6 billion hollow point bullets. How many more people does government have to kill? Enough. Enough. Demand an end to citizen disarmament. As an American. As an American citizen. As a patriot. For your children. Enough of the people laying down and letting government kill them in mass after disarming them as they've done throughout history over and over again. Now is the time. It's time. It's time to realize that when the government takes your guns, people die. It's time to realize the biggest threat to you and your family is government. It's time to recognize government is the greatest killer of all time. Demand they show you the word hunting in the Second Amendment. Demand our politicians uphold the Constitution and Bill of Rights as they swore to when they took office. It's time for our leaders to read the Constitution. It's time for our leaders to obey the Constitution. The Constitution. The Constitution. Because a well-regulated militia with 10-round magazines wouldn't last very long. So now you know the most dangerous thing to you and your family in the world is government. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com. The number one online music tournament. thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today.
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, folks. Welcome back to the KIRP Radio Show, your number one source for real truth, real talk radio, where we do a B.I.G., and you guys are B.I.G. for listening to the show. Sorry about taking so long through that commercial break, man. We had a we had a, a bunch of things going on in here, and uh, it was a little bit crazy for a second, but nonetheless, we are back and uh, ready to get it in, ready to do our thing. Uh before the break, I, I was really about to go into uh, probably a, a total, a totally different uh, a thought process, a totally different topic, and um, I got a I got a signal over here that <laughs> they kind of let me know that I ne- I needed to, to go to a break and regroup because you know oftentimes and, and that's why I'm glad I got producers to help me out because oftentimes. Uh, I'll go into something that is just totally different from the topic of the show, okay? I mean, that's just what it is. Totally different from the topic of the show. And, um, you know, sometimes I need a reminder to, uh, to to chill. I mean, a lot of work goes into the direction of the show. A lot of work goes into uh, the flow and, and the things that we want to talk about and the topics that we have. Uh, but today I, I, I let my folks know, I let my team know um, that I wanted to stick, stay on topic today. So to remind me or, or let me know, um, you know, w- when I'm not on topic or, or when I'm straying away or, or you, know, you guys understand what I'm saying. I mean, you, you, you know what it is. So as I was getting off topic, I was talking about two, Tupac and, you know, uh, things like that. And, and I really wanted to stay on the topic, which is uh, we're talking about uh, Mr. Walter Scott and police brutality and surveillance and the things to come. Uh, but I, I just wanted everybody to know that I, I plan tonight to spend a lot of time talking about protecting ourselves, if you will. And there, there's, you know, some of the groups that I – of, of friends that I know or, or people that I know um, are, are the type of individuals that don't quote unquote want to listen to everything uh, that the government says do. You know, we don't declare ourselves slaves. We don't declare ourselves weak. We don't think we always have to listen. Uh, we know our rights and blah, 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 blah. So I, I just... I mean, I have a hard time dealing with this because I just want to say, simply put, listen, when you're pulled over, I'm just, let me just go ahead in because I'm stumbling trying to go in some kind of format that I'm, not, that I'm not used to. Sorry, folks. We'll get to the topics as we go. When you're pulled over, whether you like it or not, your ass is at the mercy of what that police officer or, or what that authoritative figure whether it be state police, local police, whatever, uh, you're at the mercy of what they decide they want to do with you. I don't care what the Constitution says. I don't care what your mama say. I don't care what police reports say. I don't care what the law says, the the judicial system says, your lawyer, a judge. It doesn't matter what anybody says. When you're pulled over on the side of the road, and it's just you and that cop, you're at the mercy of, number one, how they want to treat you, 
or or you're at the mercy of whatever kind of day they're having. And whether you like it or not, it's not innocent until proven guilty. It's guilty and prove your innocence to be free. And that's just what it is today. And you don't have to like it. And I know a lot of people don't like it. I mean, but this is just the reality. We are all guilty. When it comes to the law, we are all guilty until we can prove ourselves innocent. That's just the way it is today. And it continues to get worse and worse and worse as time goes on. And some of these laws and a lot of the things that are happening are proving this so. Mr. Walter Scott was pulled over, Charleston, South Carolina. I'm sure everyone has seen the video, which is something else I definitely want to get on. But I know everybody's seen the video. I know everybody understands what's going on. People have seen it with their own eyes, and everyone has an opinion about it. But here's what here's what happened. Um, this man was pulled over for uh, a tag light or a a yeah a tag light I believe it was a tail light or or a light being out. Okay, he was pulled over for a light being out. Uh, the officer asked him some questions. He responded. He was nervous. It sounds like his his story was crazy. It didn't add up to me, and listening to what he was saying, and I and I know everybody's getting pissed off about that, but I'm just telling you what it is. This is what it sounded like to me if I was that cop at that time, right? His story didn't sound right. It sounded like the car was stolen to me. I'm buying it from a neighbor. I bought it from a neighbor. You know, all all that. I, yeah, it just it didn't sound right. All right. So anyway, besides all that, the officer goes back to the car. He gets his driver's license. The gentleman, Mr. Scott, gets out of the car. The officer tells him to get back in the car. For a brief moment, he does. Then he takes off running. The officer tracks him down. Uh, They end up in the field somewhere. There's a bit of a scuffle. Uh, Doesn't look like there's a scuffle in tunes of a fight. It looks like there's a scuffle because Mr. Jones, who's moving very, very, very slow, I might add. Uh, not aggressive at all. Uh, but he's trying to get away. He wants to run. So he slips through the arms of the officer. He makes a run for it. The officer does not attempt to grab his baton. He doesn't attempt to chase this man. He immediately, when this man gets approximately 20 yards away from him, between 10 and 20 yards away, without a chase, he whips his left leg out, pulls out his service revolver, and dumps off seven immediate shots. Pow, 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 pow. And then he pauses for a split second, and I know that wasn't seven shots. But he pauses for a split second, and he fires one more. Now, this man was not coming towards the officer. This man was running away. Uh, He did not have a gun. There was no one's life in danger. Uh, The officer's life wasn't threatened. 
there was no civilian's life that were threatened. Um, there was no threat at all. There was zero threat. And the use or the actions of this officer was as if this was a bank robber with a gun. Or this was a terrorist with a bomb or gun. Or even, since he shot the man in the back, the officer's actions to me was as if this man had committed murder himself. When you shoot someone in the back, let, let, let's, let's, let's go here for a second. When you have um, the, the, I don't even know what it is you can have, but I guess the ability, right, to take, to take human life with no regard. I'm talking about with zero regard, with zero care, with no remorse. When you have the ability to shoot someone in the back multiple times who was not threatening anyone, who was not threatened at all, when you have that kind of ability, to me, it says something, something else exists within you, right? You, it's, you're not defending society, right? You're not defending the community at this point. You're on the offense. You're pissed off. You're mad, apparently. You have an agenda, and your agenda is to stop this person uh, with, with, with no, uh, 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 and I can't even find the words. You know, to me, there's a different kind of hate that you have inside of you when you shoot someone dead in the back. Not someone that's approaching you. First of all, usually it's a coward who would shoot someone in the back. First of all, that's a cowardly uh, uh, action. You know, that's a cowardly move. To whip your gun out and shoot someone in the back that's non-threatening, that hasn't done anything that deemed them threatening or criminal even, that's a coward. That's something a coward would do. And I think there's a there's a there's a special there's a special place in hell for people who 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 has that uh that kind of hate within them. Now, a lot of people are gonna make this white and black. I don't know if it's white and black. I don't know what it is. But I ain't nowhere in hell as a black man I can't sit here and say that I don't see an element of, 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 of racial prejudice in uh, authoritative figures today. Having been in those shoes before, and thank God that I wasn't shot, I understand how these things can spin out of control so fast. And, and when I say been in this situation before, I'm talking about running from the law. There's a lot of us who has done things and who have ran from the law before, be it physical or via a vehicle or in a vehicle. 
you know, uh, I have friends who brag about the fact that they've ran from the law and outran them and made it home and, you know, they beat the police or they beat the troopers or, or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, there are, there are people out there, if you spend time at a racetrack, man, there are people out there who brag about that stuff, man. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's a part of who they are. It's something that they do. And, and you know, it's, a, it's almost a badge of honor, you know. But on the other side of things, I can't help but to think, man, and, and, and as much as I hate it, I believe it's real. I can't help but to think that there's a badge of honor for policemen who kill in the line of duty. I think there's a badge of honor for people who uh, who operate within the ladder of the law and win the battle versus criminals when they kill them. I think that the policemen celebrate that. I think there's a lot of policemen that celebrate that. I think they celebrate the fact that they won, that they're winning. And this is society that we live in today, whether we like it or not. I think it's, listen, I, I believe it's more important for people to understand this. Let me, let me just get this out here for a second. Um, because I run in a lot of groups where people understand the law, like they know the law, and, and they, don't, they don't hesitate to say that they, they know their constitution and they know their rights and blah, 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 blah. And, and there's a lot of uh, uh, videos on social media where, where people are, are um, they're combating, you know. And, and, you know, when the police pull these people over, you know, they always say, well, I know my rights and I don't have to do this. And the camera's always rolling, but I know my rights and I don't have to do this and I don't have to do that. And we can't deny that a lot of people who are doing it aren't, aren't black people. <laughs> I mean, let, let's just face it. You, you, if you look at the way that blacks are painted uh, in America, it's always usually in a negative tone or in a negative light. There's a stigma with being black in America. Let, let's just call it what it is. I'm, I'm not a race beta. I'm not going to sit here and talk about uh, uh, you know, black people uh, need 40 acres and a mule or or black people aren't free today. I think we're just as free as anyone else. But you cannot change what happened in the past of this country, and you can't change the way that some people view us as black people. It's going to always be that way. It, it's always existed, and it always will be. Now, I don't live on that platform. I don't sit on that platform and say that, you know, black people aren't treated fairly, black people aren't this and that. But I will tell you, based on some of the things that happens in the poor black communities, Okay, and some of the things that happen in hip hop culture, let's call it what it is, because I'm from that culture and I still love it and embrace it today. Uh, but a lot of hip hop culture uh, paints black people in a negative line, like even from an artistry standpoint, it is what it is. Uh, we can't help but what Hollywood paints and how Hollywood paints uh, uh, black America. And, and what happens is people see those things and, you know, people, people uh, uh, they, 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 they look on. You know, television, they listen to music, and, and they look at the news, and they hear these stories. And, and, and if you combine all of that, man, and, and you're not living within that culture, if that's the only views that you have on that culture or about that culture, those are things that you're going to believe. And, and if that's the only truth that you have, that's the truth that you're going to live by. That's the truth that you're going to believe. That's the, anything that's perpetuated about that truth, you, you're, you're, all, you're down with it. 
you know, that's your understanding of it. So when it comes to you explaining that same truth to other people, with no encounters, with no interactions, that's what you see and that's what you know. So those are the things that you're going to talk about. So let me just say again, and I've been trying to get this out for the past 20 minutes here. Um, when you're pulled over by police, again, I'm not asking you to uh, um, be a slave to police or, 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 or be a punk even. But when your ass is pulled over by police, especially if you're black, black men especially, let me just say that. If you're a black man, but anybody, this goes for anybody. But again, especially for black men, let me just reiterate that one more time. Your ass needs to be calm. I don't care how much law you know. I don't care what position you hold and who you think you are. I don't care how many Facebook likes you get and how many cameras you got around. When you get pulled over, you need to be calm and you need to be patient. You need to keep your hands where they are visible. You don't need to be digging for anything without saying, officer, I'm going to reach in my glove box to get this, that, or the other that they request. Officer, I'm going to reach down on the side here and get my license out of here with my right hand. You know, you need to give a play-by-play, -play, uh, you know, like you on ESPN. That's just what it is. Now, that's if you don't want conflict, and that's if you want to stay alive. Now, if you want to be a badass and you got cameras around you or you got the cameras rolling and, 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 and you have plans on putting this on social media just so you can say, oh, I showed them. I won this time. You know, if you want to be a badass for that, just to have that fact or just to say that fact or have that experience, by all means, if you want to play Russian roulette with your life, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. Knock yourself out. If that's what you want to do, more power to you. But for everybody who wants to stay alive, who doesn't want any conflicts and potentially get out of the ticket that you're probably about to get or the conflict that you're probably about to get in, which is why you're probably pulled over in the first place, be it speeding, taillight out, wrong traffic, traffic signal, didn't whatever you did in traffic, whatever it is, if you want to get out of that and you don't want any conflict or potentially any conflict or potentially losing your damn life, especially in this era, you need to be calm. You need to give a play-by-play. -play. You need to be respectful. And you can also demand respect in the same breath. And I guarantee you, if you do these things, yes, officer, no, officer, have a good day, officer. What can I do for you, officer? I'm going to reach in my glove box and get my license out, officer, with my right hand. I just want you to be aware of that. I'm going to reach over here with my left hand in this box and get my wallet out, officer. I just want you to be aware of that. Hello, officer. How you doing? Are you having a good day? What can I do for you, officer? Hey, officer, how you doing? I know I was speeding. I was going a little bit fast. I'm on my way here. I apologize for that. But what can I do for you today? I mean, listen. You got to do what you got to do, man. And if your ass want to live and you want to survive, those are the things that you got to do. You ain't got to like it, okay? If you feel like that's kissing the ass of the police state, so be it. Let it be that. But this is the way that I train my, grown, my, my young boys who will one day be grown men. 
These are the things that I tell my young lady, my daughter in this household, and how to survive. These are the things that I talk about with my friends and my family members because I know I'm living proof that you will survive with those actions. It doesn't matter how clean you are. It doesn't matter how dirty you are. It doesn't matter what you have in the car. It doesn't matter how many guns you have. You could be riding dirty as hell and use those things. And I'm not trying to tell people how to beat the judicial system. It is what it is, all right? But these are facts of life, man. You could be half drunk. You could have had one too many or, or, or whatever. But if you use those proper uh, 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 interactions or those just simple common sense rules, if, if you apply them to your life and stop being an asshole, you'll survive. Now, let me just put this out here. This has zero to do with Mr. Walter Scott. Absolutely zero. I don't want y'all to get it twisted. Because going back to that, I don't see how in the hell some of you all out there can look at this video and justify this cop's actions. I mean, you've got to be crazy. I don't care if the man ran. I don't care if the man cursed the cop out. I really don't care what the man did. If he didn't harm anybody or he wasn't fleeing from killing someone or robbing a bank or having a weapon or trying to take the weapon from the officer, this man did not deserve to die. He did not deserve to be drawn down on either. So I don't want you to think that these things that I'm telling you have to do anything with Mr. Walter Scott. But I might add, and I got to put this in here, if Mr. Walter Scott had maintained the course and where he started, Okay, and if he wouldn't have ran, the possibility of him being alive today is probably almost 100%. Again, you ain't got to like it, but this is just the truth. However, these officers are out of control today. We look at California where this guy was drugged down off of a horse, beat down, kicked in the face repeatedly, all because he made the police run. He wasn't shot dead. No one draw, draw down on him. You know, no one pulled their pistols, their, their service revolvers on him or whatever. They didn't pull their guns on him. They didn't shoot this man. But they beat him as if he had zero worth in this world. They beat that man as if he was not human. And every kick that I saw to this man's face, every blow that I saw to the back of his head reminded me of Rodney King. And it also, again, showed me that there's a, there's a, special, there's a special kind of hate it takes, man, to be able to carry out those acts of violence. And, and these officers are hiding behind their badges in order to carry out those acts of violence. And it seems like every day we watch, uh, every day we're on social media or every day we're watching the news or just talking to each other or what may have you, it seems like every day there's a different case or another case of some individual being beat up, being shot, being killed, or, or, or whatever, being attacked by the police, and it's getting out of control. So I got to thinking, 
and and I started doing some digging, and you know I I know that we're in a different time now. Like I, I know that we're in a time now where um, everyone is using camera phones. You know, every everybody's using social media as their is their video platform, their their verbal platform, their their artist, you know, their form of art, uh, free speech or what may have you. You know, they're using social media as their expression platform. Um, I don't know for a fact that these same things have been going on all around this country. I mean, I'm not naive. I, I, I get it. I know things have been happening over the years. I have plenty of stories myself. But I don't know if it it just doesn't seem like people have been getting gunned down by police um, at the same rate in the past. It seems like it's happening more. It seems like these videos are are, are pushing people to act this way, and and it's being caught on camera now, and people are putting it out there. But I, I think the to me one of the most important things, or or the the biggest thing about all of this is the simple fact that society can watch a murder, okay? Society can sit and watch on social media and on their computer, on their phones, wireless devices, what may have you. People can watch murder and it not even really bother them. Um, Horror movies can't even compete with the realities that we see on social media today. Right? I mean, think about that for a second. You can't even hide it. Um, There are websites that you can go on where you can see anything under the sun. I mean, the worst of the worst. I mean, you can go on YouTube and see people get shot in the head. You know, years ago, you couldn't even see that on TV. You never saw that in the movies. Uh, even even with this Mr. Walter Scott ordeal, this murder, this police-committed murder, uh, people are watching this video, and I know it bothers them, but it seems like it only bothers people to the fact of debate. Uh, it sparks a movement in some individuals, but my point is, as human beings, we shouldn't be able to subdue that kind of violence and be okay by it, right? We sh- we shouldn't be able to to take that in. We we shouldn't be able to see people get shot dead, and it not spawn some sort of remorse and emotion. Uh, there's just something wrong with that, and it, and it and it and it gets me wondering. You know, it, 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 my mind my mind moves at a different beat, at a, at a different rhythm than most people, and I'm not for censorship, but I can't help but to wonder why, like why are we seeing so much violence? Why are we seeing so much murder? Why do we see so much pain, and it doesn't bother us? From video games to Facebook and Twitter to YouTube to movies and music videos, we see so much death on a daily basis that we're almost 
immune to it. And that's a scary thought. And it gets me to wondering if if we are are we being prepared for what's to come? Are we being prepared for a civil war? Are we being prepared for um what some people say martial law? You know, are we being prepared for a law a uh um man a a war within our own borders with to no define you know is this uh, are we getting ready for a revolution it, because if these things continue to happen people aren't going to take the same Martin Luther King approach to this and we we saw that in Ferguson you know i'm not trying to spark anything i i don't i don't want people to take up arms against the police you know, I, I, I realize that this is a job for a lot of those people. I, I realize that there are far more uh, police that are doing their jobs than the individuals like this man who uh, shot Mr. Scott in the back. You know, uh, I think there are far more better police than uh, Mr. Darian Wilson from Ferguson, uh, 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 Missouri. You know, so I, I'm not saying that I want people to take up arms against the police, but I'm saying that we're being prepared for something. And on on a real serious note, like if you don't understand that we're being prepared for something, you know, I don't know what you're looking at. Um, I think it's more spiritual than physical. I'm not saying that God's preparing us for a spiritual war. But I'm telling you that there's a shift that's happening in this world. And the things that used to scare us don't scare us anymore. The the things that uh used to that we were that were we were once remorseful about, we're not remorseful about those anymore. You know, those things don't bother us as much anymore. You know, if you take the weakest person in your group, right? Or the weakest person in your family and you show this video to them Ten years ago, they'd turn their head or close their ears and say, I don't want to see that. Five years ago, they'd peek at it and say, wow, that's bad. Today, they can look at it and now have an opinion about it and it not even bother them in the next 10 minutes, probably not even think about it. That's a scary thing. That's a scary existence. But this is where we are. And if you take 9-11, right, when 9-11 happened, it shook the world. It rocked the country. And it had people scared and everybody was together and everybody had a plan and it was kumbaya and we're going to do this. And But it also, it also created a monster in our national security. I think 9-11, even though I know that we had a cyber division of, uh, of, of police or, or, or government, before, I think it sparked cybersecurity in, in our cyber division of armed forces. And then it was okay to start talking about things like drones and things like surveillance and uh, the Lower Manhattan Initiative and Homeland Security. I, I want you guys to look up the Lower Manhattan Initiative. I mean, I got a producer with me today. Let me, I'm going to put a note on here and say, can we get a... Can we get a download of that? I, I know time is limited, but if you can add that on here, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play a clip, and I, and I forget who was talking about it. 
But I know there's a clip out there, and I've seen uh, uh, countless videos about the Lower Manhattan Initiative, and I've, I've read countless papers about the Lower Manhattan Initiative and what it really is. But basically, it's about surveillance. It's a surveillance bill uh, that New York is behind. And New York stands behind that based off of the collapse of the Twin Towers. And um, listen, all in all, I just want folks to understand that these things that we're seeing, and this, this is tragic. I'm not trying to take away from what happened to Mr. Scott. You know, Lord, please be with his family. I, I pray for his family, man, and, and my heart goes out through him, and I'm deaf to them, and I'm, I'm definitely sympathetic. And, and I, I think it's totally wrong what happened to this man. Um, I think it's totally uncalled for, and and I, I think it was a hate-filled act. Uh, I don't know if it was themed off race, but I, as again, as I told you guys earlier in the show, there's always a racial element when there's a black person involved based on uh, how we are perpetuated in this nation or in this world on, on media, uh, on, on uh, social media, on television, uh, movies, and, and in music, you know, even hip-hop music. Got to call it what it is. But, you know, it's a tragic thing, and my heart goes out to them. But I just happen to believe that all these things that we're seeing in social media, I think there's something bigger behind it. Uh, people aren't as remorseful anymore, and the envelope has been pushed that to the point that there's no envelope anymore. It's just you open your eyes, and bam, there it is. You know, murder. Right there on your computer, right there on your phone, first thing in the morning, you pick up your phone and you see the headlines that say, police killed a man, and we click on it. We don't even think about how bad it might be or, or, or how it might bother us. Like, we see things like that, and we want to know, and we click on that button, or we push that link, or we follow the trail until we get to the point that we see the video, and we even get mad when we have to read a little bit to get to the video. I'm guilty myself, and I'm a reader. This is society that we live in today. You know, once again, you don't have to like it, but this is where we are. And I think that these things are being used to push a bigger platform. And part of that platform is surveillance. And here's why I know it's true. Congressman Peter King just check this clip out. Peter King on the use of more cameras. Listen to this clip. And Congressman, briefly, do you think that this will lead to more cameras? Uh, I know there's, it's controversial. There are privacy issues. Boston does have a lot of cameras. European uh, cities led by London have the most. Uh, are Americans going to have to get used to more surveillance on a daily basis? I think we do, because I think privacy involves being in a private location. Being out in the street, there's not an expectation of privacy. Anyone can look at you, can see you, can watch what you're doing. A camera just makes it more sophisticated, but it's no different from you know, your neighbor looking out the window at you or a police officer looking at you walking down the street. So I think we do need more cameras. We have to stay ahead of the terrorists. And I do know in New York, the, uh, the uh, low Manhattan security industry, which is based on cameras, the outstanding work that results from that. So, yes, I do favor more, more cameras, and uh, it's, they're a great law, uh, law enforcement uh, method and device. And, uh, again, it, it keeps us ahead of the terrorists who are constantly trying to kill us. And I hope also that members of Congress and both parties, including my own, 
will realize that the war against terror is not over and that it's foolhardy to be making cuts in homeland security, especially to uh, cities whose police departments need this to train and to be ready to take on terrorism. Thank you very much, Congressman Peter King. Thanks for joining Thank you, us today. Thank you. Congressman Peter King says we need more cameras. Now that video is I don't know how many years old now, but or that clip I don't know is how many I don't know how many years old. It wasn't video uh, audio, excuse me. But I, I, two years old now. Boston Boston bombing. That's that's when it was around the time uh, of the Boston bombing. So we have all these things that are happening happening domestically. We have. Terrorist attacks on our soil, not one but two, not two but three, not three but four, and it keeps going on and on and on. You got Oklahoma City, uh, you got the Boston bombing, you got 9-11, uh, you, you got the Pentagon getting, I mean, it keeps going. And now you have Homeland Security, you have the NDAA, you have all these executive orders that has all but allowed the takeover of the United States by the federal government uh, in the event of a terrorist uh, uh, threat, not even attack, of a terrorist threat. And last but not least, you have police and influx, because, again, I said earlier in the show, I don't know if these things have been happening in the past at the same rate. In the 60s, of course, okay, we all understand how the police is just killing black people back then and hanging them and taking pictures with them and all of that. But, I mean, let's let's say from the 80s through uh, current times, you know, there hasn't been uh, police gunning people down uh, uh, at, at this same rate that we're seeing it now. And if it was happening, because I, I, maybe I'm just naive, okay, I, and rest in peace, Sean Bell, I know of a lot of incidents that happened, but, I, of course, I don't know of all of them, but I personally don't believe they've been happening at the same rate. Um, I think it has to do a lot with the training that's going on, but I can't help to also think that it has a lot to do with what people are seeing. Even these officers are seeing. Okay, so you gotta you you gotta you gotta look at this for what it really is. You got these are regular people who are training these officers, right? These officers are also regular people. The people who write these training manuals are regular people. So it's impossible to say that these people aren't influenced by what they see, hear, and experience in society that helps them write the material that they write or write the training that they write or have the mentalities that they have even when doing their job. It's impossible to separate the the two. A lot of who we are are based off what we've been through and what we've seen and what we've learned. So if you have the media painting black people in a certain light, if you have history even painting black people in a certain light, if you have music that's created by black people, right, that are painting other black people or painting themselves in a negative light, and then you have social media and the big silver the silver screen doing the exact same thing. And all of us, 
myself included, is taking this stuff in, it's shaping our thoughts. It's shaping our minds. It's telling us to believe this. It's also telling us that these people over here act like this. And it's hard to separate yourself from what's reality and what's being perpetuated through media. It just is. So when you take on a job to be, let's say, a police trainer, or let's say to be a government official, okay, or let's say to be a judge or to be a lawyer or a prosecutor, you can't separate all these years of what you've learned and all the years of this perpetuation and all the years of this media and all the years of the stuff that you've taken in and all of a sudden say, okay, I'm going to draw a line and I'm going to forget all that stuff. And when I step over this line into my job, it's going to be totally different. I'm not going to have any bias about myself. That's a lie, man. You, it's impossible to do. Psychology will tell you that. You can't separate the two. Because, again, a large part of who we are is the experiences that we've been through, the things that we read, a lot of the things that we see, that we hear, and that we take in, and the experiences that we go through. Those things shape us. So let's fast forward to 2015, where every day that we wake up, social media shapes our thought process. And it shapes our thought process by paying attention to what we do and what we click on and the things that we talk about on social media and it throws those things at us. For example, if you don't believe this, and I, and I told you guys this years ago on right here on KRP Radio, I told you guys this years ago about tracking, uh, uh, about, you know, how these websites, they track what you view, they track what you watch, they track what you buy, and then it throws advertisements of those same things back at you. So if you don't believe that these social, this social media throws these images right back at you, uh, based on the things that you talk about, it's almost no escape. See, that's why you have to, you have to uh, uh, take a hiatus from uh, the computer or, or from social media and these websites and, and, and the Twitters and the Facebooks and, and, and the LinkedIn and, and all of this stuff. You have to separate yourself in the YouTubes. You have to separate yourself from all of this stuff and the news. You have to take yourself away from all these things so you'll have a piece of reality. You have to leave your house and go interact with people so you will have a truthful reality. That's why I was talking about on the show also years ago about people being in their boxes. And, and, and I'll get back to my, my first thought here in a second, but you also have to take yourself out of your boxes. You know, our job is a box. Our phone is a box. Uh, uh, our groups that we hang around, we're in those boxes. You know, the places we eat, those are certain boxes and we're comfortable in those boxes to the point that we don't want to go outside of those boxes into what I call real reality. We're stuck in the matrix, the matrix that we've created. So we wake up in the morning, getting back to my original thought, we wake up in the morning and we grab one of our boxes while we're in our box, right? We're in our house, we're in our bed, and we grab our phone and you go on social media. Let's just call it what it is. See, once upon a time, I was able not to do that. But now I'm, I'm just like everybody else, right? 
you know, before I wouldn't grab my phone and immediately go on social media, but damn it, I, it got me too. Let <laughs> me just tell y'all like it is, right? I used to criticize people for doing that, but it, it's got me too, right? I always address God and give, give my Lord and Savior Christ thanks for me being here on every day. When I open my eyes, that's where my first thought goes. My second thought goes towards my kids. But on my way to check on my kids or to check on the door or look around the house or walk around the house or, or to head to the bathroom, I got my phone. And I'm checking social media. And this is what we do. Some people roll over and check it. I've done that too. So we check our cell phones. We go into our, our, our emails and check emails. And we, and we go on the Facebooks and the Twitters and we find out what's trending. We find out what's really happening in the world. Or we pop on the television and we find out, you know, what happened last night on TV or what happened last night in the world via the television, via the news. And when we do that, we're creating a trail. And this same trail that we're creating, the same habits, basically, it's all habits, analytics, they call it, but it's all habits. It's, it's, based, upon, it's based upon your habits. So as we do these things on a daily basis and throughout the day, these social media sites, who is also helping to shape you today, which is what I'm talking about, they, they catch on to our habits. So if you're going on different, let's say you go to Lowe's.com. Shout out to Lowe's. I love Lowe's. Let's say you go to Lowe's.com and you're looking up wood to build a deck. And you go on YouTube on how to build a deck. If you scroll back to your social media, if you spend some time on those websites, or even by clicking on those websites or putting in those words in the search engine, and God forbid you use Google, which is behind all of this, by the time you do a search for that and watch one video of that, when you go back to Facebook or Twitter, the advertising that you see in the corner will be of the exact things that you've searched. If you don't believe me, try it. Now, this, is, this has been going on for years. But what I've noticed lately about this shaping that social media is doing to us, uh, what I've learned lately is that even the topics that you talk about privately in your inboxes, in the conversations you might have with even family members and friends or business associates, and I'm not just talking about one website. I'm talking about through email, okay, or, or, or Twitter direct inboxes, or even Facebook direct inboxes, I've noticed that some of the topics, it won't do it immediately, but as you go on, you will notice that a topic that you talked about, there will be several topics following each other based on what you've been talking about. And that's where these things are headed. Once it used to be video, if you searched, it used to be search engines, but now... It also does it, it shapes you based on the conversations that you're having or the things that you click like on. Maybe your friend is talking about God. You click like on that. Another friend is talking about God. You click like on that. Before you know it, there will be several posts that references religion or references God. Same thing about politics. Same thing about guns free speech, you name it, it does it. And these things are shaping our personalities. 
These things are shaping our thought processes. They're shaping everything. They're shaping who we are. And it's important that you understand that these videos and these incidents are shaping us so that we will be able to accept what's going to happen in the future, which is surveillance. And I'm going to play one more clip. This is a minute, 51 seconds, about the Lower Manhattan Initiative. They got it up. They, shout out to my producer. Shout out to Rick Ross, baby. I call him Rick Ross. His name is Rick Ferg, but I call him Rick Ross. Shout out to Rick for rocking with me tonight, helping me out through this show and getting these clips up. Check it out, folks. Lower Manhattan Initiative. To a CBS2 exclusive, the NYPD's Ring of Security in Lower Manhattan is the most advanced surveillance system in the nation. Tonight, for the first time, CBS2's Pablo Guzman takes you inside this incredible command center. License plate readers, face recognition systems, radiation detectors. What you're looking at is the command center of what the NYPD calls its Lower Manhattan Security Initiative. Information pours into these analysts from over 1,000 cameras. What Police Commissioner Ray Kelly and Mayor Bloomberg want to do is extend the system to 60th Street. Inspector Salvatore DePace of the NYPD's Counterterrorism Bureau is the man in charge here. What am I looking at here, by the way? This, this is, is our operational people. dashboard that we work the incidents and alerts. I'm looking at active cameras here, right? These are live shots, live view cameras from Midtown and Downtown area in New York City. Actually, the Midtown part of what goes on in this command center needs reinforcement right now. They only have a few cameras scattered around the area between 30 Street in Times Square, where Saturday night's terror scare took place. What they need, they say, is simple. More money for more cameras. The technology is built that if a suspicious bag or package is left in an area, we can detect it either with a 911 alert, which we get on our dashboard screen there, or if a camera observes it, the video analytics kick in. Did you hear that phrase, video analytics? You can read license plates. Absolutely. Uh, the, the system is built to alert to license plate detection. Uh, various plates are in our database that we may be, uh, may be of interest to us here. You're looking at a lot of technology on this board, but it doesn't happen without all of these people here to make it work. Keep that in mind the next time you walk the streets of Manhattan and you feel safe. From the Lower Manhattan Security Initiative, Pablo Guzman, CBS 2 News. The high-tech system can even initiate roadblocks or start an evacuation. So, I mean, listen, you, you guys, I hope you heard it for yourself. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. You know, the Lower Manhattan Initiative is basically about surveillance, and they will survey. They're going to survey, but we're going to accept that. So I, I think it's very important that people understand the future of America is is going to be the acceptance of giving up our rights. It's going to be the acceptance of video surveillance. It's going to be the acceptance of drones, if you will. And these things have already happened. You know, again, I don't want to take the win out of uh, police brutality, you know, the things that I was talking about on the top of the show. I also believe the perpetuation of these videos that are shown, these tragic, these murders that we're seeing uh, via social media and, and other websites, uh, I, I think that this is the future that we know. And, and it's shaping the realities and it, it's shaping the way that we think. It's shaping the way that we act. And I don't think anything is going to change uh, except for the fact that we're going to approve it. You know, we're not, I don't, I don't think that people are going to fight these initiatives of surveillance, right? Because right now I sit here and, and as much as I'm talking about um, us giving in to uh, 
a, a police state, if you will. You know, as much as I sit here and talk about the Constitution and our freedoms, I can't help but to think that cameras on police officers are beneficial. You know, I, I believe that cameras on law enforcement officers are, are a benefit. I believe that we should have, that law enforcement should have cameras on them for our protection and for theirs. So as I sit here and say that, I also open myself up for, uh, I, I can see Congress right now voting on having cameras in every city in the United States and having drones that are cost efficient that will fly around the city and that would take pictures of the city kind of like what they already do with airplanes and what may have you. You know, I, I open myself up for that. And, 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 and I understand that these things are going to happen. These things are already happening. If you look at Facebook, for example, Facebook, there's a story about Facebook uh, on, I forget the website, but I'm sure you can find that on YouTube as well. Uh, Facebook has requested that they want uh, the largest unmanned drone. Uh, and this drone is basically going to fly around places that don't get uh, internet reception well, from how I understand it. And it's just going to fly around, and it's going to be a, a, basically a Wi-Fi drone, right? And 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 it's huge. It's the size of a Cessna, you know, a, a small airplane. It's the size of a small passenger airplane. So, you know, when when you when you look at things like this, man, and you have multi-billion-dollar, trillion-dollar corporations saying that they want things like this at the request of the government and they're going to approve it, it's going to end up being a tax break. You can't help but to go there and wonder, you know, what's the wave of the future going to look like? You know, are, are we going to have to identify ourselves via some sort of uh, uh, facial recognition before we can go to the next state, uh, before we can enter buildings? I mean, the sky's the limit with this stuff. And, you know, it, it's inevitable, man. It, it's definitely inevitable. And I think this is the future of America. Uh, as these police continue to kill people and as these terrorists continue to attack or what's said to be terrorists, and, you know, as as these laws and these executive orders uh, continue to uh, change the definition of what terrorist is, <laughs> okay, and, and, and even at current state it's almost as if uh, – Terrorists can be defined as me or you uh, based on a few words that we might say in public. You know, if it seems hateful towards the government, we can be declared a terrorist. If it seems hateful towards America or towards something that America has done, you know, we can be painted a terrorist and they can detain us forever before they would have to let us go. Uh, going to a call out of the 919. Uh, last three digits, 203. I don't know if you wanted to talk. If you don't, you don't have to say a word, but it looks like my beacon is lit up. You're on the air with Pudgy. Who's this? All right. Just making sure I didn't have a call. I didn't want to leave anybody on the hook. Um, but, yeah, you know, so I think all these things are playing a part on – shaping the world or, or shaping this country and definitely shaping our thought process. And it's going to be all of our cameras in the future. Th that's the first thing that we grab. If you look at a lot of the things that's happened in, in on, on social media, a lot of the videos that are out there, and I'm talking public incidents, if you will, the things that are happening in, in, in the public, uh, 
we all realize that it's someone filming what's going on. But if you look closely at what's going around, see, I, I like to look at the things that are happening surrounding the incident at hand, you know, surrounding the topic uh, of the of the video. I like to look around, and if you know, if you look closely, you will notice several people with their phones out, video recording. You know, several people have their cameras out, and 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 people will disregard their own lives to capture footage just to put it out there for a like or a click or some sort of confirmation saying, hey, good job getting this video. Or I don't, I don't even know if it's that. It's like a thrill. You know what? It's not even a thrill. It's almost like we're zombies for it. You know, we got to have it. We crave it. We can't deny it. We can't. Anytime something happens, people immediately grab their phone not to dial 911, but to video record. And they do that just to put it out on what? Social media. I'm telling you, man, this social media and this agenda of surveillance and control and what I say is I call it a police state because I, I think we're already within a police state. And I think it's different divisions of a police state. And I think it's embraced by us. I don't believe there's no, no one's going to come knocking on your door for your guns. This is America. It's, it's just like Social Security will always be around. But you may have to be 89 years old to get it, right? And, and, and you know, at 89 years old, excuse me, you're not going to live much longer. Let's just face it. The best you got is 12 years probably. And, and less than 5%, I mean, I'm sorry, and that's less than 5% of the people that's going to live to be 100 years old. So, you know, this is America. They're not going to take these what we call liberties away. They're not going to take guns away, but they're going to monitor them so heavy, right? And they're going to regulate uh, ammunition or the paperwork is going to be so heavy in the in a long drawn out process that it's going to be almost impossible to get them. So operating around what the government is doing will be the trick in the future because we're embracing all this stuff. Uh, uh, the Sandy Hooks and you know, again the 9/11s and the Ferguson issues and and the, the riots and you know. Uh, Mr. Walter Scott and all this police brutality and and these killings and you know these these terrorist attacks and all this stuff is adding up, man, and and it's being shown right before our eyes. It's being broadcasted right before our eyes. I almost said broadcasted right in our homes, but that's not even the case anymore because you can be anywhere and get this footage and and get this shaping. Let's just call it what it is. This this is shaping. This is this is mind altering uh, 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 things that are taking place, and I call it mind altering because again, we flock to social media every day to see what's new, to experience what's new. You know, when things happen, we grab our phones out and we record only to share it on social media. It's a scary thing, man. It's a real scary thing. But um, I know I'm over my time, two minutes to go, almost 9.20 p.m. on the East Coast. Let me just get off that shaping, shaping of America or shaping of the world 
And and um, let me just say this again, that you know, with all respect to uh, Mr. Walter Jones, who was who was murdered by this police officer in Charleston, South Carolina, and with all due respect to his family, I frankly think we have bigger issues, and those issues involve all of us. And if we aren't careful, which I believe we're past the point, but if we aren't careful, we're going to die at the hands of the very things that we're inviting into our lives to keep us alive. That's your food for thought for the week. Um, I also want to say before I, before I go, and to my black males especially, Oh, my God, to my black males especially. Not that this doesn't apply to everyone, um, but especially to my black men. <clears throat> you don't have the same luxury white men have in this America. Um, to everyone, despite what you may believe is freedom despite what you might know about freedom despite what the rules are despite what the law says despite your emotions your feelings your education your job your status despite all of those things it is in your benefit and and I say this with my heart man I, I just want y'all to know I, I don't say this with any agenda first of all I'm just calling the spade and calling the way I see it. Despite all of those things, you don't have the luxury to be hypocritical or to just be an asshole to authorities. If you are pulled over, let me just make myself clear, this goes to everyone, and again, especially black men, because the house of society is painted you. I'm not going to keep going there and explain it. I'm just going to call it what it is, and y'all can figure it out how you want. You can call me what you like. But if you are pulled over or if you are approached by authorities, it is in your best interest to be as calm and as nice and as educated and as clear and, and articulate and all the words that you want to say are all the words and all the definitions that I can come up with to just say, be cool, <laughs> be smart, and don't be an asshole when you're approached by the police. It's in your benefit. If you want to make it home, if, if, if you want to live to the next day, if you want to hug your kids, if you want to hug your mama, your wife, your sister, your brother, girlfriend, whatever, if you want to see your teacher, for all you kids out there who think they can't nobody tell you a damn thing in society, if y'all ass want to make it until the next minute, the next day, it's in your benefit to stay cool. And if you're in a car, even if you're not in a car, right, and, and, and maybe you just have a bag on your person, you know, it's in your benefit to give a play-by-play. -play. Go above and beyond what they're telling you to do. Go above and beyond what everybody is saying is, is, is your constitutional right. We all know what the hell our constitutional rights are. 
But if you're going to reach in the glove box, you need to say, officer, again, I know I said this on the top of the show, but I feel like I need to say it again because there are people out there that are going, you don't have to kiss the police ass. You don't have to do this. Yes, you do. If you want to survive, if you want to be alive, to all my teenagers out there, all right, to all my aggressive-looking folks out there like myself, I'm not always smiling. Damn it, sometimes I got something on my mind, and I might look aggressive, but I'm, all, I'm the nicest person in the world to provoke. And even if provoked, and especially if provoked by law, law enforcement, if you provoke or approached, stay cool, man. I cannot express that enough. I need you all to stay cool, be smart, and don't stress out, man. Don't stress it. Even if you know you're innocent, don't fight. Don't run. Take those cuffs. Make sure that you are interacting with that officer, no matter how much of an asshole he or she may be, no matter how aggressive they are. Make sure you are saying to them, officer, I comply. I'm going to do your job. I understand you have a job to do. You know, I, I'm not resisting arrest. I have no issues with you at all. I just want to resolve whatever issues you have with me. Let's get this down. Let, let's, let's resolve this. Do I need to go down to the station? Do I need to have a lawyer? What do I need to do? If he tells you to shut up, you shut your ass up. If he tells you to get in the car, you get your ass in the car. If he tells you to put your hand on the hood, you put your hand on the damn hood. You do whatever it is that you have to do to make it to the next day. You do whatever you have to do to save your own life because that's what it really boils down to. You can talk crap later. Later for that. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what videos you've seen. I don't care what books you've read. I don't care how much constitution you know. All right? I don't care how many friends you have or how many judges you know or how many experiences you've been through. It's time out for that. These policemen are shooting people, even on accident, and are getting away with it. So why roll the dice, man? Don't roll the dice. If you got a sure win, you take that sure win. That sure win is complying, being super nice, hyper nice, extra nice, communicating. That's your sure win. Being an asshole is rolling the dice. Being aggressive, that's rolling the dice. Trying to get one up on a cop, that's rolling the dice. I don't care how many cameras you got rolling. Why roll the dice? Don't roll the dice. Stay alive. This is your life you're gambling with. But if you're a gambling man or woman, and, you gotta, and, and, and you're out to prove a point and you want to be a martyr, by all means, if you want to die behind proving a point that's already been proving time after time again, by all means, you go for it. But don't you dare, and I see it out here, don't you dare tell these kids that it's okay to be an asshole towards police and then they get shot down. You're the same asshole that's saying they shouldn't have ran or they deserve it. Don't you dare do that because I see a whole lot of that going on too. There's a lot of people that will sit here and talk about, I keep my gun on my side, I carry my, my gun, I practice my Second Amendment rights, blah, 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 blah. And they're the same people that talk that constitution is constitution that, but in the same breath they'll look and say, you know what? 
That guy got shot in the back. He got gunned down because he ran, and he shouldn't have ran. Same people. Anyway, man, that's my time. Remember, communication is the damn key. God is love. Love is God. I love y'all, despite what you might think. I definitely love y'all. I have God's love in my body. I don't wish any harm on anyone, and I want people to really take heed on what's going on. I appreciate y'all for rocking with me on the show, man. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. We're also on Twitter. You know how to find us. iTunes is blowing up. It has been. Shout out to all the iTunes listeners out there. I think we're over 200K and uh, way over 40, 50K on the website, krpradioshow.com. I appreciate the love and the platform that you guys give me. I appreciate the attention. I want you to spread the word. Take the time to get out of your boxes. Turn your phones off. Cut your Wi-Fi off. Go outside and experience life for what God has given us. Life is beautiful. We got to experience it, man. And make sure y'all saying y'all prayers, man, because it's real out here in the field. Be slow to judge. Be quick to love. I'm out of here, man. I appreciate y'all. I will see y'all next week. Same time, same place, KRP Radio Show, WM3G, home of the KRP Radio Show, and last Sundays with Rocco P, baby. We're out of here. One love. I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. Biggie.